0: Hello and welcome to Guy Perryman Interviews. Our travel companions today are Sam and Kevin from Two Door Cinema Club, creators of rather snazzy, upbeat synth pop, who were in Tokyo for Summer Sonic Music Festival in August 2023. The conversation took place in the press area at the festival just before their show on the main Marine Stadium stage and was first broadcast across Japan on my InterFM radio show. Enjoy the journey. It is wonderful to welcome back to the show Two Door Cinema Club. Hello. 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 Pleasure to be back. Great to see you again. Yeah. We chatted 2019, I think it was.
1: So... I think so. Yeah, that rings a bell. Probably the last time we were at Summer Sonic. We were just uh, doing some calculations, and we've played 27% of all Summer Sonics. Oh, that's a great percentage. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty
0: good, isn't that's it? That's very precise. Yeah. <laughs> Can you ramp it up to about 50 in the next few years? Uh, sure.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely.
0: Then I better ask you, what do you love about Summer Sonic? I mean, the thing about festivals in
2: general for us is getting to play to new people. So I suppose like this is the best place to do that for us. You know, yeah. there's... A, a tonne of uh, people that maybe haven't heard of the band here and it's always a great lineup with, you know, similar bands and things so um, I guess just the chance to play to new potential fans
1: out here. It's not very common that we get to play in a baseball stadium, so... And it's going to be a hot one. It's hot in here and it's going to be hot out there too, so... Yes, that's definitely one of the negatives <laughs>
0: about playing here. <laughs> playing out in that baseball stadium in 40 degrees. Well, about Summer Sonic, do you get any time at all to see any of the other acts at all when you're here? Have you in the past?
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes it kind of just depends on our schedule, like today we're actually leaving quite quickly after the show to go to Osaka. But sometimes, yes, trying to now remember. Last time we were here, Snow Patrol were here,
0: oh, and yes. it's
2: one of the first times we've properly met them at like a festival, so that was really nice. They're from like our hometown, so to meet yeah, in right Tokyo, right. Yeah. it was kind of fun. But yeah, no, I don't think we'll watch any bands in Osaka either, I think we're just so keen to have as much time out in the cities as possible, so... We had a good night last night. It's a very condensed Tokyo experience, but <laughs> yeah. we really went for it. We got in from the airport at about 8 p.m. We and we were, got to bed uh, at probably about 3 a.m.
1: We were chowing down on Yakitori by 8.30, yeah. so it was quite a good, it was a smooth <laughs> airport to Yakitori train.
0: You've got Tokyo worked out, I love exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're on stage at about two hours
1: time how are you feeling well how do you feel before shows yeah good uh, the only thing i think we're a little bit like oh it's gonna, it might be very warm we've been playing a lot in europe this summer where it's kind of times it's warm or whatever but it's kind of manageable and then we've been playing some shows but like inside where it's air conditioned in like thailand and <laughs> taiwan so we're like oh it's gonna be really hot but on the, on the flip side we're actually just really excited to be back in japan i said it's 2019 which obviously like it feels like there's that that gap of time that just seems to have disappeared because of COVID or whatever, but it's actually been quite a long time since we've been here and played for uh, the Japanese audience. So um, yeah, we're just super excited to be back and to play. Really, do you have an all-time favorite festival moment? I think something that just springs to mind for me
2: is uh, we got to play just before The Strokes at their like biggest headline show ever at Lollapalooza in South America. For in Brazil, yeah, where I think the drummer has family there or something. So I think it was a very special gig for them and we got to sort of see that up close side of stage. That was pretty cool for me, like being a you know Strokes fan from when I was a kid,
0: learned to play guitar. For your Japanese fans, is there a favorite festival around the world? If they were going to come to either to Europe, to the UK, to Ireland mm. or anywhere, do you have a favorite fest?
1: I think like something, if you love festivals and you've never experienced it, the first experience of going to Glastonbury is, you know, it's pretty iconic, I think. You know that was probably what i was going to say uh, in terms of you know festival moments i think just the first time you go to glastonbury experience the kind of chaos and scale and you know um, i mean there's obviously loads of great festivals but i think nothing really is quite like glastonbury
0: your latest album keep on smiling single releases wonderful life and lucky very very happy positive words here is that how you're feeling is that what you want to express, or is there something more ironic that I've missed here? Um, no, yeah, I think we're
2: enjoying you know, making music and uh, doing this, so yeah, hopefully that comes across in the songs. The album, Keep On Smiling, was kind of, we had recorded most of it uh, I want to say before kind of lockdown, is that yeah. right? Like before all that crazy stuff happened, and then those two songs were actually kind of written after it all, so they were kind of tagged on to the end, so it's it's great that they both became singles and uh,
0: we get to play those ones live a lot more because they're kind of the most recent songs for us as well. So. Well, your show and the music, of course, does get everybody up and dancing and there's always a positive feeling with, with the music itself. So I just I think there's a real essence with these words that I've mentioned. That's how your music makes me feel. I guess you want everyone to feel like that too.
1: Yeah I think like I guess it kind of being the ethos of the band is kind of maybe we've taken little detours along the way but generally I think like the DNA and ethos of the band has always been about just trying to do something a bit more like light and enjoyable and not like throwaway twee but like you know maybe we just find it more fun to at least disguise perhaps. A little bit of undercurrents alongside some very bouncy melodies. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: believe you all met in school. You've been together for quite a while. Is there a secret to longevity and staying pals and staying in a group? Time apart, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Good <laughs> honest
2: answer. Yeah, no, I think that's what we've learned. Though I think it's a very intense lifestyle, because when we started out, we were on tour for 10 months of the year, you know. So I think now it's just about bringing a bit more balance to life and having other stuff going on and now when we come away and do this
0: it's fun you know it's it's the fun thing to look forward to rather than the thing you kind of have to do your music's been used for video games for media for tv and radio i believe themes what would you love your music to be used for what pays the best no i'm joking um,
1: <laughs> apple commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple commercial. <laughs> there you go yeah. i don't know it's weird it's like kind of a, it's a weird like out of context kind of thing because i think when it's your song it's like you just can't imagine it making sense on anything and then like you know i guess sometimes you hear other people's music on a like, commercial or whatever like oh that makes total sense but there's something about when it's your own music it kind of feels like weird and out of place but as long as it would be class if it was like something massive but like in a country where I didn't live you know what I mean like I think if it was in like something in Japan like the theme song to I don't know some massive TV show that would be great there you go um and then we would just sort of go, "Oh wow!" We we'll come to that place and like, "Wow, was that song?" I think it was in your home, <laughs> yeah. home place. Anything
0: that would make us massive in Japan would be great. That'd be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we just come keep here keep more often. Come here, yeah. Oh, please do. Well, I wonder if you being an artist, if your music's being used in a movie, and you go and see the film, and you see the, on the big screen, and suddenly one of your tunes pops out. That must be an amazing feeling, I'd imagine.
2: I think the only movie that comes to mind was a movie called Soul Surfer that our
1: song was on, but I think it was more aimed at like sorry, teenagers. We didn't see <laughs> it. It's usually something. your style of film, though, no? It no. Fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's more, it's that kind of weird out of body experience, like I don't know if you're like, I think the first sort of times, you know, when you were, when we were younger and like you'd walk into, I don't know, McDonald's or something and they'd be playing, it was like, wow! <laughs> but yeah. then as you get older and it happens more and more, you're kind of just like, there's some kind of like, I don't know, it's like a human reflex that you just kind of go, oh, why do I feel slightly uncomfortable? You're like, because that's the drum intro to that song. You know, the second the first beat happens, it's like the reflex happens before the brain kind of kicks in or something. Uh, Probably
2: peaked at FIFA for us in like 2011. That was like a big one for us at the time, you know, being like teenagers and always playing that game growing up. So we conquered that
1: one early, which was cool. Is it true you burnt the masters to the latest album? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But then it's also a bit like we did do that. But then again, it's like, they're online, they're so still it's not. On a hard drive. They're still on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You can't really get rid of
0: anything today, yeah. can you? So, no. We got rid of the
1: like press that we used to form the vinyl. Is well, what I believe it was plates, essentially yeah, that plates. like that you use to then print the vinyl. I mean. Obviously, we could make new plates, but it would be, I guess, a different run of vinyl, which we're obviously not going to do. <laughs> yeah. And why did you want to destroy these plates?
2: I think, yeah, it was to make... Talking Talking point. Gave me a question today, so... Exactly. <laughs> Don't hit the player, hit the game. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we just, like, sort of symbolically, uh, we're making this limited edition of vinyl. I guess,
1: how do you prove that? I think also... I don't really know what it's like in Japan but I think in the UK I think we sort started to grow a bit tired of every couple of years it changes slightly but like the machine is just the same and every single artist does the same thing it's all about do this by the cassette with that colour vinyl and that CD and that t-shirt bundle and it's all about I don't know getting a certain number on the first week for a chart position and I think for us we just kind of a lot of that stuff is like go and play this small show to get into the gig you have to buy a CD and it just feels like you're engineering something so I think we, uh, we'll we save that for the next album <laughs> but we got a bit tired of that. Yeah I, think.
2: And that's, I mean to be honest that's the sort of thing now that kills us like the first week of a release by the end of that first week you're just done with it because you've been doing like all these like things
0: that just end up Sapping all of your energy, right, right, right. you know. Yeah. It's interesting. You're talking about music and the, the business of music, but I always speak with people about the power of music. And you do, mm. you do what we love. You make music and keep it keeps us happy. But for the two of you, I guess you both love music. Do you both turn to music in difficult times in your life too? Has music always been there? Yeah, I
2: I just think music is like my therapy. You know, like it's what I do when I just have spare time. I'd go and sit in the room on my own, write songs and figure out what i'm trying to write a song about and maybe you don't figure it out till after and what you've been like thinking at the time and words just come out or whatever or that you didn't maybe know you were thinking about or stuff was bothering you and yeah also just even like playing guitar I suppose is like and people talk about mindfulness now and all that sort of thing I think like me sitting and playing guitar for an hour my head is clear I'm not thinking about anything else so yeah it definitely is. means a lot more than
0: just you know playing guitar, I guess. I opened the interview by asking how you feel before a show. How do you feel after a show?
1: Usually, like, pretty pumped up i would say we'll see how uh, drained we are from the heat today but yeah it's usually that golden window of like an hour of like that will set the direction for the rest of the day if we start to get really excited then then it's going to be the rider will be drunk uh, good
0: well, i hope it's going to be drunk today well, have a fantastic time on stage have a fantastic time off stage here in japan see you next time whenever yes. that will be two yeah, door cinema yeah, yeah. club thank you so much thank, thank you very yes, much thank, thank you, you. And thank you for joining us today. For more interviews and information, please go to guyperryman.com.